You're listening to the Send It All podcast with your hosts, Hogan Meyer and Lucian Nodder. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Send It All podcast with your host, myself, Lucian Nodder, and my co-host, Mr. Hogan Meyer. Hogan, how you doing, man? I'm great, Lucian. Great to be back. Uh, thanks for bearing with me, and how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I actually won a little bit of money tonight, which is always good. Oh, uh, is. Betting DFS on the game. Mm. Uh, it's hard to win those things. I found. I've only been playing for a couple weeks, but uh, oh, it's, it's very hard. I've I've only played a couple times, not even my own account type of thing. Just, but those are very very difficult. So well done. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, I feel good. Uh, I think my my goal was just to put in like a small. I think I put in like twenty bucks and just let it ride, however long it takes. Nice. Uh, to get rid of it. So it's like an entertain paying for entertainment. I'm looking at it like oh, that's exactly how it is. So every win is nice. Yeah. All Indeed. right. Well, uh, this is coming to you right after the Thursday night football game. So that just finished. Uh, Hogan, what do you think of this game? The Colts and the Texans Thursday night. It was a good game. Um, first off, I just want to quickly mention, thanks everyone for bearing with us on the break. Uh, Lucian and I, and by Lucian and I, I mean I, have been incredibly busy these past couple of weeks with family stuff, uh, you know, the new baby and all, and a business trip. Uh, so we weren't able to record the past couple of weeks. So thanks, Lucian, for bearing with me, and thank, to, thank you to all our listeners for bearing with me, too. Um, now that that's out of the way, let's get into this game. It was a great game, uh, fantasy-wise and NFL in general-wise. Both teams were 6-4 and four going into the game. Uh, this was an AFC South matchup. They were both at the first and second team in their division. Uh, identical records, but Houston, the home team, was in first place at, at going into the game based on tiebreakers and stuff. And, wow, it came down to the wire. 20-17 to 17 final score, Houston. Great game all around. Uh, Lucian, what do you think about it? Uh, I think everyone was kind of looking at which running back was going to take Marlon Mack's spot. Uh, looks mm-hmm. like um, Wes was the correct picker in picking uh, Mr. Williams, who scored 21.6 points tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually played Wilkins in that DFS thing I was telling you about. He mm-hmm. gave me a big old goose egg. They didn't even put him out <laughs> on the field, I don't think. So, and uh, you still won money. And I still won. So That's crazy. Yeah, that uh, just shows Wes knows what he's doing, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the game, Fuller, you know, coming off his injury, he kind of showed out tonight. Didn't get in the end zone, but had a few long catches. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it looks like uh, Robbie was playing three Texans players, and so they kind of, everyone except for his tight end, put up some good points. Yeah. Which, so I think it was I got good for some, fantasy. It was very good for fantasy for the players who started them. Um, I was going against a defense. They only put up four points, so. That's I'll good. Talk that up as a win. It could be a lot. It could have been a lot worse. God, I, you guys saw what happened to me last week. That was just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, well done, Robbie, Brittany. You know, both of you. Um, <laughs> not sure who's running the show, pulling the strings there, but I'm sure it's a collaborative effort. And yeah, good job. How about you? you I'm, I'm looking at. I'm, I'm pulling it back up. Did you have anyone tonight? Um, no, no, no. I didn't have anyone tonight. Neither did my. Oh, opponent, ne- yeah, neither did your opponent. Nice. That is nice. It kind of goes down the same way. Makes it more fun and exciting that way. Let's see. Who did go off? Robbie has the most points. He's got, ooh, only projected well, to win by one now. That's a, oh, a yeah. minor had, yeah, minor, minor had a lot going on too. 
Yeah, um, he's the other one. Keith Wilkins, though. Oh, wow. He gave him that zero points, so that's going to hurt. But luckily, D-Hop went off. Wait, did he actually play Wilkins? Let me see. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did on the app. I don't know if the app was glitching. It did not. Wow. I was seeing something else on the app. Um, wow. Well, as we know, he traded away Chubb this week, so maybe that, you know, is biting him in the ass now. Yeah, and then he's also got Royce Freeman, who is this very, very distant second back in Denver. Um, yeah, it's still not, uh, but he did pick up Dalvin Cook. <laughs> yeah, Dalvin Cook's on by. I forgot about that part. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like Miner is just thinking, I've got so many points, but a six and five record. I can lose this week. I'll definitely win next week and make the playoffs. That's his thought process. It's the only I don't know. I don't know, man. Every single game counts right now. So. Oh, it does. But that's, I'm not saying he's correct. I'm just saying that's his thought. It must be his thought process. Nothing else makes sense with all this going on. Yeah, so. yeah. So at least he's yeah. confident in himself. I mean, looking at that trade, I, I do like the trade. I think he got the better end of it, picking up Dalvin Cook. Um, it was very close both ways, I would say. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was an interesting one. Yeah. We can talk about the trades in a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. how about we talk about last week? Since we kind of missed two weeks, we can at least talk a little bit about the matchups last week. Sure. So last week, and this is something I should double-check, but if it wasn't the lowest, it was very damn close to the lowest cumulative point total for every all 14 owners in the league. And the highest winning score was 127.85, which going into that or going into this week, sorry, now the, uh, the average score, not winning or losing, just average score is about 114 points. And so that 127.85, that's a good score. That's above the average. Yeah. That should be the highest score out of 14 owners in the league. That is absurdly low. It was a bad low or a bad week for fantasy. It was a bad week for football in general, except that Ra- the Raiders did win, so that's always nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a crazy week. Uh, teams on the field were on the gridiron, were winning close games, grinding it out, smashing off football, really. And, um, yeah, not a lot of fantasy points going around there. What do you think? I mean, you don't need to tell me that it was a low-scoring week because I think I scored the lowest amount of points the entire season this week. Nope, nope, that went – oh, wait. Are you talking about week 11 or week 12? Talking about week 11. Yeah, week 11. Yeah, you did I not scored, do good. No. But I did even – you you put up 76.3. I did even worse with 75.9. But oh, the real – the real toilet captain is kicking. The real toilet bowl captain is uh, kicking your butt, Kerr, aka Robbie Ritchie, with a season low of sixty-five point two seven points. Wow, that really is a season low. Yep, and it, it was it on uh, those statistical categories I got going that we were talking about earlier before we got on the air here. Um, Bama Joe was leading that one. No, sorry, sorry, not fan. What? Anyway, Chadillac had a 69 going, an exact 69. And if oh, your nickname yeah. is Sexcalade, you might as well put up a 69 once a season just because you're the Sexcalade. So well done, Chad. Unfortunately, it's not going to get you a trophy. You're going to have to dig deep and do even worse if you want to beat Robbie for this trophy we got coming up later. Um, but no, currently the season low is 65.27. 
when we do announce these winners, and for those of you who didn't hear Lucian and myself off air, of course, uh, we have some trophies and awards that we're going to be <laughs> handing out later. Uh, point is, right now, you know, I'm, when we do announce those awards, I'm also going to look up the all times. Um, some of them are very easy to look up. Some of them are going to take some digging, but uh, that's cool. That's that's what I do. I, I grind it out. So anyway, Robbie, congratulations on your 65.27. That is something to behold. Yes, yes, it is. And um, I, I would wonder what <laughs> Vegas odds are on saying that will hold through the rest of the season because that's 11 weeks in, five more to go. That's probably a favorite to take it at this point. But any, anything can happen, you know, with all the injuries and trades going on that we have, uh, panic buttons being pushed, anything can happen. Yeah, speaking of trades, uh, deadline's tomorrow. Are you looking to make any trades before the deadline ends? Wait, it's tomorrow? I thought it was Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday? I thought it was the 22nd. Well, I, I mean, I, I could be wrong. Let's double check this right now. I'm looking at this right now because I actually <laughs> did. I sent a trade to Jason. It was the greatest trade offer in the history of the universe, and he rejected it. Um so I sent the second greatest trade offer to someone else, and let's see if they accept it. We we don't know yet. And trade deadline is November 22nd. God damn, that is tomorrow. I'm assuming it's at midnight, but I'm not okay. sure. You yeah. think we'll see a lot of trades tomorrow? Oh, I think we absolutely will. Yeah. All right, all right. It's been pretty stingy out there lately. Uh, people are... I don't know if they're just hunkering down for the playoffs, if they think they're already ready, they don't need to trade players. But, uh, yeah, so apart from a few trades, it's been pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of trades, let's talk about the one that kind of caused a rift in the uh, in the league, in the fantasy mm. community. Mm-hmm. And that was the trade between uh, Bama Joe and Nestor. Yeah. It was the, uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo for Mark Ingram trade. Now, yeah. I just want to know, what side did you follow? Did you like this trade? I mean, he ended up getting the win, but he gave up one of the better uh, running backs. Uh, yeah. What do you think about this? So we also got to remember a big thing here. This is Bama Joe's first time playing any sort of fantasy football, um, and he started off great, and he still has done pretty great, all things considered. Mm-hmm. He has one of the highest points against in the league. Uh, I'm going to pull up that stat right now. I, in general, did not like the trade for Bama Joe, but I didn't hate it either. And I know you shouldn't trade a, or judge a trade by its first week's results, but you, you got to love what he did. I mean, Mark Ingram, yes, he went on to put up over 20 points, but Jimmy G put up over a 40. So that's, I mean, it, it just depends on what you want. So he gave up yeah. a lot, but he, based on the first week alone, he certainly got the right amount of value for it. I would still say... If anyone wins that trade, it would be uh, Nestor. But um, they both win because they both got great value from it. Um, yeah. And Mark Ingram is not going to put up 20 points every week for the rest of the season, I guarantee it. Um, he well, was the 11th-ranked running back at the time. That's pretty damn good. And if you're going to give up the 11th-ranked running back slash wide receiver for a quarterback, he better be a lot better than Jimmy G. So, again, not – the best trade, especially when we've already got Russell Wilson, so I'm not entirely sure what he's doing, but it didn't look like there was an inclusion going on, so I'm totally okay with it. No need to veto. And, you know, Bama Joe's getting some value right now, so power to you. Roll Joe. That's the only problem I had with it, is he's not going to play Jimmy Garoppolo again uh, for the rest of the season. Well, that, that, that remains to be seen. 
Well, listen to this. Like he sent me a trade offer just this morning. He mm-hmm. sent me Jimmy Garoppolo for Darius Slayton. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously not in on the Jimmy G bus. Uh, and but he's seeing the value. Pennies on the dollar. Uh, I don't know if that's pennies on the dollar. That sounds like some good value. Wait, what was the trade again? Jimmy G for Darius Slayton. Who? <laughs> the uh, the wide receiver filling in for Sterling Shepard on the Giants. Ah, uh, oh, damn it, Joe. Uh, From Mark Ingram to that. Yeah. I guess it really is just week to week with him. Nah, yeah, that's not that's not good. By the way, sorry to our listeners if we're coming in choppy here. We've tried to change some things up. We might have a little bad connection choppiness, but we're gonna do our best. Anyway, yeah, that that is weird. But I think I have something in the works that might give Bama Joe really, really good value. <laughs> just, just, I'm not gonna give any specifics. Let's just say, okay, okay, he's gonna get some good value. And Jimmy G is going to be a key part of it. That's all I can say. I've I, I already said too much, actually. So, all right. But, you, um, can you can save it. You can save it. If, if most of my trades get rejected, as they probably should. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, let's see what happens with this one. Damn, the deadline's tomorrow. I thought we had, like, another day or two. Ah, No, no, no. Got to get those trades out there. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, for the rest of week 11, uh, the winners were Wes uh, over Chad, mm-hmm. um, my season, or uh, Thomas over you. That was mm-hmm. a heartbreaker right there. Definitely. Um, people are changing their names. I don't know who they are. A couple of chubs. I think that's Petey. Uh, yeah. Beat Los Demons. Mm-hmm. And then we had Paul coming in with his win over the champ. Yeah, block that, to drop it. That, that, was was a, uh, that was an upset yeah. right there. Well, But I called it. You know, I went 5-2 and two last week on my predictions. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the only ones I lost were myself because, duh, I would never pick myself to lose. And Wes, because, duh, I would never pick Wes to win. So I totally predicted the other five games correctly. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, well, I mean, I commend you for keeping track of the uh, mm. who's going to win. Yeah. I didn't even bother. So uh, mm-hmm. that automatically puts you ahead of me. So I think you're going to win. Yeah. This, well, uh, and then, and then our, our guest, if we were able to record last week, we were, we were going to have a lot of issues. We would have had a repeat guest of Wes again, and he would have gone two and five, the exact opposite. So just put, <laughs> put, put all those stats in there. They're totally legit. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if I was guessing, I would have got seven right. So I'll put that in there as well. Oh, man. Power, <laughs> power to you, bro. Well done. All right. Uh, the other winners rounding it off, we had Miner winning his game over Fuck You Wes, and we had Nestor winning over Robbie, who we yeah. had mentioned before. Lowest scoring score in the league. Which would have been the game of the, the matchup of the week. Uh, those teams were both, what, like 7-2 and two or something going in that game or something crazy? Yeah, and, they were yeah, both up lobby. But, but, you know, to be fair, a lot of us just kind of shat the bed this week. It was what the oh, yeah. fuck was happening, man. I mean, I, I think we've got only one loser over 100. That's not a good stat for the league. But, again, they it's just the, the entire it – was, it was a bad week fantasy-wise. Um, and I, I love these notifications I get. I get way too many notifications from the ESPN app. That yeah. I love the gambling ones, and it was like, oh, man, everyone, most bettors and amateur bettors cleaned up at the sports books last week. The, the sports books did not do well, so I love to see the gamblers out there doing well. So props to my gambling bros. Yeah. Billy Big Bets, shout out to mm-hmm. the guys. Not a sponsor. 
No, not yet, at least. I got to say, overall, our entire league, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty even, you know. Yeah. In terms of teams, you know, no one's really pulled ahead. I don't think anyone has locked a playoff spot yet, have they? Technically, no. Um, I'm gonna, I would have to double check that. I'm sure there are some, and I, I know for a fact there are a few who have mathematically eliminated themselves from playoff contention at this oh, point. Yeah. Um, but it was fairly recent, certainly not at seven losses. Uh, so let's see. In 12th place right now is Thomas with a record of four and seven and a point total that is still much higher than Wesley's. So he's not out of playoff contention yet. It is still technically possible for him to make the playoffs, whereas Wes might as well pack it in and go home. <laughs> Just kidding. With seven fucking wins in 1162, how do you do this? You've got less than 1,200 against. Oh, my God. How do you do this, Wes? Anyway. Uh, Some people just get all the luck. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, at this point, with eight wins, you're pretty much locked to make the off, but technically nobody's locked it in yet, I don't think. Yeah. I could I be wrong. I don't see next to anyone's names. Oh, does NFL.com do that? I think so, don't they? They definitely do on, like, the the actual – NFL teams standings. I don't know if they do that for fantasy team standings, uh, but okay. they they might they might because they got the this line at least. I'm looking on the uh, the desktop site right now. It doesn't have this, but I know the app, as you all know, if you click on league, you'll get a list of our standings, um, and it has a line saying if season ended today, playoff contention, blah blah blah. The only thing it doesn't know is because due to dot com not being that great, <laughs> uh, you can't make it a seventeen playoff. So you have to make it an eight team, and then Wes has to manually uh, lock out the eighth team if they don't bench their players. Minor bench. He was eighth place last year. Benched all his players. I tried to get him to just put everyone in just to fuck with Wes just for fun. <laughs> he did not do it. Um, you're in eighth place right now. If it ends that way, please, at 9.59 on Sunday of week 14, put all your players in just to mess with everyone and cause massive panic because it is totally something that is completely correctable. The commish can, even if you put up 300 points and win your game, can go in and manually adjust your score however he needs to. So, Damn. Well, I might just have to try that if I get eighth place. Yes, yes, that is the eighth place challenge. There's also the seven loss challenge. Um, I had done it to Wes last season and the season before. I actually fooled him on it the season before. And then last season, when Robbie was talking to you and Brad on the podcast, you might remember he said, oh, yeah, well, because he got to seven losses a week after I did. He said, yeah, well, Hogan messaged me saying I should send Wes an amazing trade offer now. You, you know, that type of thing because he can't accept it. I remember I did, I did it so beautifully. I sent him, like, Gronk for his running back and like is a third running back and kicker. Um, and I made sure to send it after he'd gone to bed. So he'd wake up and not really realize what was going on. He'd just get that notification and immediately accept. And yeah. he did. <laughs> so he was like, he was so stoked to accept my awesome trade. I was like, wait a minute. He's got the seven losses. Oh, I can't accept that trade now. And so there was, a, <laughs> there was a slight minute when everyone got the notification saying a trade has been accepted and sent it to you now. I was like, wait, Wes, you can't do that trade. What was going on? Are you cheating, Wes? Like, what is this collusion or something? And he's probably cheating. Wes, Wes the yeah. cheater. <laughs> but yeah, so those those are the two big things that uh, the out of playoff people need to look for in this league, which hopefully one will be remedied next year. 
hopefully we'll get rid of that stupid seven loss trade rule, which we can go into in more TDL if you want. We don't have to, but definitely as it stands with the uh, logistics on the uh, software, if you yeah. finish in eighth place, wait until 9:59 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, week 14, and then put everyone in just to piss us off. That is a funny way to mess with us. Well, you brought up the seven loss rule uh, mm-hmm. with no trades. Uh-huh. Do you really think it's? I know, I know a lot of people are not happy with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you really think it's going to come to a vote at the end of the league year? Well, there's a couple questions about that. First off, earlier this season, and it might have been technically still preseason, we did have an issue. Even if it goes to a vote, should that count? Wes had put something to a vote. I can't remember what it was. Um, And he was like, let's put it to a vote. If it passes, it'll go. And then it didn't pass, so it didn't go. Then I put this to a vote, and it also didn't pass, so it didn't go. But Wes the whole time was like, I don't care. You know, he's that whole – Cheertocracy thing, you know, that um, he's like that guy <laughs> from, uh, yeah, no, 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 not bring it on. Um, even better, um, uh, was it not another team movie? That's what it's from, uh, which is actually a really fucking good movie. If you guys haven't it seen it, it is really funny, yeah, it is. At least watch the first five minutes. Um, it's one of those movies for sure. And it, no, actually, the whole thing is really fucking funny, but anyway, um, so whether it goes to a vote, it's going to a vote, that's for sure. And I'm yeah. pretty sure it's going to pass this time. Whether or not that passes Kim Jong West, that's something to be seen. Now let's okay. be now. Now, if I have to be perfectly honest and unbiased in my assessment here, um, it most likely doesn't affect too much of what's going on. But like earlier today, I'm looking at trades to make. Um, certain players to move around and stuff, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I can't trade with that guy because he has seven losses. So some might say it would rarely affect what's actually going to happen in the playoffs, and that might technically be correct, but here's the thing, and this is what it comes down to everything in sports, whether it's the seven-loss trade rule and send it, whether it's how many challenges you should get in any sport. Hey, if it can happen, it will happen. If it can make a difference, it will make a difference. So let's just allow everything to happen as long as it's fair. Apparently, in our league, we've had some issues in the past with a person who I used to defend quite a bit. Not so much in fantasy, but when I worked with him, I used to defend him, talk him up as a great guy, great coworker. But then he recently did something, which we I think we I think I mentioned it the whole thing in the group chat that I was like, wow, that's he's crossed the line for me. He's done. Yeah. Jay Kornhaber, man, you were a great coworker and a good friend, but what you recently did with that Halloween party thing, man, I can't defend you anymore. And apparently he's the cause of the seven loss trade rule. Yeah. And we shouldn't be making rules based on non human behavior, because that is not normal human behavior, what Jay Kornhaber does. Okay? So it's yeah. just, no, you gotta. Yeah. It's why we have the veto rule. I mean, veto. It's it's pointless unless for collusion. And when you trade your players because yeah. you're out of it to someone who's still in it, yeah. Uh, for for you know pennies on the dollar, then that's clear collusion, and it'll yeah. be reversed. So I don't see why we have to be like be capped like this. The only reason I can see is some kind of a power trip by Wes. I don't know. Um, if he gets yeah, off on this. Uh, because no here. Come on. because Wes has the power to veto, he has no benefit to the seven loss trade rule. There's really no benefit. If anyone can give me even one benefit 
I would listen to it and think about it, but I would still have at least five disadvantages, five cons to the pro. Um, it's just stupid. Plus, we have a significant last place punishment now. At the time when Jay was pulling that shit, there was no last place punishment whatsoever. So yeah. now we have a lot to play for all the way till the end. Uh, last year, for example, going into week 13, there was only one out of 14 team owners who couldn't make the playoffs, also couldn't make the toilet bowl. So, I mean, everyone's still in it no matter what till the end with this last place champ, uh, punishment rule. And when you take away their ability to trade, you're just really hurting everybody. You're not benefiting anybody. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just likes to hear people complain. Maybe he feeds off of that. Could be. And there's one more thing. It seems like almost every time there's a trade that goes down, um, if it's even remotely lopsided, uh, Paul will quickly chime in with a veto, which, <laughs> Paul, I love you, bro, but you don't need to veto every trade just because it's not fair. Remember, the only reason you should want to veto a trade is if it's collusion. So, Paul, you and former NBA Commissioner Stern, please pull your heads out of your asses. Stop trying to veto good trades. Um, yeah, it's just... Uh, I mean, that, that's what it is. Paul and Stern are Laker haters. That's what it is. That's really what it comes down to. It's funny. After I made that trade with Wes, uh, sending him Tyreek Hill, I get a yeah. text from Paul like immediately. He's like, what was that? Like, what are you doing? And I think I just responded to him. Like, some people just like to watch the world burn. Yeah. And he's like, well, are you admitting collusion? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, no, man. Oh, <laughs> I, man. I needed to win this week. Like, I'm that's in the funny. hunt for the playoffs. and. You know, I had a bad feeling about Tyreek, and I went off my gut. And I know he got cleared from the MRI, but uh, I do think that Montgomery and Parker both have really good playoff schedules. Has he totally been cleared yet? I know the MRI came back relatively negative. I think he's still – he might not even play this week, though, or – Maybe. Well, he's on a bye oh, he's on bye so he's got, he's God got two damn it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's going to get hit by a bus, I guess. So. <laughs> well, like I said in the group chat, like – the last three games, I remember watching him. He's coming off the field because of injury. He, yeah. He's getting banged up. And, you know, yeah, all of right. those, they accumulate. Yeah, and, uh, yeah they and, do. You know, they absolutely do. You see it all the yeah. time. So, And then and, plus his playoff schedule is not as great as, as uh, you know, he, he's a superstar, but he doesn't have a great schedule. Yeah. And if anyone needs to stop talking about trading away great wide receivers to be Paul because he gave me Michael Thomas. So thanks again, Paul. Well, um, he did give me Tyreek Hill too. So yeah. Oh, yeah can you imagine Paul? a team if you still had Michael Thomas and Tyreek Hill on it and Stefan Diggs? Paul, what were you doing? What were you thinking? <laughs> ah, Paul. Ah. Paul, I do feel for you, man. Or something. I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was one of the big traits. Uh, I guess we're in the trade section now. That was mm -hmm. one of the big trades that went down. Um, caught a lot of flack for it. I mean, it's well. I think it's well deserved. I mean, it was mm -hmm. lopsided. Uh, and, and here's another thing: there's always going to be jealousy. I was jealous yeah. too, of course. I wanted Tyreek. I sent you an offer for Tyreek. You did. Uh, you sent me a, Randall Cobb. Was it a great offer? <laughs> uh, could be. I mean, Randall Cobb. I'll score the fuck out of Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper is supposed to be leading that way. There. I mean, it uh, kind of pissed me off in a way. Rubbed me the wrong way. Had an you know, had an you know, you know what I mean. When I say you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. You got, you got pirate mad. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let's talk about the other big show that just happened. It was between Minor and Key. It was Marvin Jones and Nick Chubb for Dalvin Cook and Royce Freeman. Yeah. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? You said it, you said there was a clear winner on this one. Yeah, I gotta say, and even though I look at the stats and the numbers, it looks pretty damn even. Maybe even goes the other way. I still think Minor is a clear winner. Picking up Dalvin Cook here. Dalvin Cook is really on fire, and God, I hate to say it because I picked him up in the first round last year, and then he got injured almost immediately. Yeah. And was he was more like a, a side dish in my ruining of my season last year. Remember, the main reason I did this poorly last year was my own drafting philosophy and everything like that. But uh, yeah, so I, I think. Um, Mine is the winner here, but Petey got a lot of value with uh, with Chubb, and it was Jones, right? Yeah, Marvin Jones. He's actually been outscoring Kenny Galladay for the last few weeks. Yeah. So this was a big blockbuster trade for sure. And, um, yeah, uh, very good trade all the way around. Plus, it's like, now that I look at more – with Dalvin Cook having a bye week that I forgot about. Uh, I don't know who the winner is. It certainly was a big trade. Um, it'll be very interesting to see who both of these teams are on the cusp, on the bubble. Yeah. They might both make the playoffs. They might neither make the playoffs. So, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think it's pretty much even. Um, I would have liked it better if they didn't make the trade since I'm playing PD this week. But, you know, I'll let oh, him do yeah. everything to, uh, to bolster his team to try to beat me. So, I welcome the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got it. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying to fight for my playoff life right now. Yeah, we all are. Yeah, you're in eighth, and I'm right there with you in seventh. So we're we're all on the bubble. You, me, PV, and Minor. We can't all be like Wes and having less than 1,200 points against at this point in the league. <laughs> what the fuck, Wes? Thank God. It's not, it's not enough that you pay off the refs in the NFC Championship game, and then you forget to tell the Los Angeles Rams to go to Atlanta. Did they think it was in Florida? Did they think it was in New York? Where did they think the Super Bowl was? How do they make It's all making sense now. Wes is paying off a lot of people and a lot of refs around the world to get these things to come together so that he has 1,141.67 points against and then the rest in last year's NFC Championship game, blow a call like that. I mean, it's all making sense now, except for the fact that he forgot to tell Sean McVay where the Super Bowl was. Because the Rams didn't show up, let's be honest. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How else is Wes, in, is Wes in fourth place? Does anything else make sense? Nope. Nope. Doesn't no. make sense at all. No. That's sound theory, though. I think there's some merit to that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> moving on, though, but... I know we don't have a special guest, but uh, do you have an LG? What's it? LPO. The LPO Q Plus community. Yes. Um, is there, there is there there is an update. Uh, so far, no, nothing's crazy going on. <sighs> Kills me to say this, but yes, Eric Miller, you finally reached the LPO Q Plus community. A couple weeks ago, you had I, I can't remember. I'm not even going to look it up. Wasn't super serious, like a first-round draft pick or a star quarterback or anything, but you did have a couple different key players get injured, 
Must have been difficult to deal with. So Eric Miller, you have been welcomed with open gay arms into the LPO Q plus rainbow community. So yeah, you're one of us now. You have dealt with a fantasy injury. You can complain from time to time. So congrats, Eric. So the players that he had that are injured were T.Y. Hilton, James Conner, and A.J. Green. Yeah. A.J. Green's been injured since the beginning, so I don't know if you really count that. No, you Um, you couldn't. And even though T.Y. Hilton came back this week, he was on the snap count, didn't do too much for him uh, in his lineup. Yeah. But James Conner is a big one, especially after his uh, breakthrough season last year. Um, And... But then there's also something Eric did that I want to talk about that's just so funny. And I think did we did we talk about it last time or how long has it been since Josh Gordon came back? He got oh. injured, put on IR, but somehow is going to be able to come back in two weeks. I tried to look into the idiosyncrasies of the IR rules in the NFL. I could not find anything definitive on how it works. I'm like, it looks like if you're put on IR. You're done for the season, except every team is allowed to bring back two IR players. So the fact that he goes – but also there should be a minimum amount of time you have to be on IR, which Josh Gordon definitely didn't clear that, just like he definitely didn't clear any real suspension time since he willingly stepped away last year to focus on his mental health. Uh, Most of us just call that relaxing and smoking a bowl, but whatever, man. Hey. If it's a problem for you, then I hope you get better. I, I wish you the best, Mr. Josh Gordon. But um, anyway, what Eric did was funny. He hung on to him for at least two weeks and then dropped him about two or three hours before he gets picked up by the team that has more passing touchdowns than anyone else in the league. So it's like, well done, Eric, with the timing. Um, although then again, he hasn't done much since. But then again, Eric, why would you hang on to him for two weeks if you know that was going to happen anyway? So. That's the kind of funny thing about Eric and his injury stories. Yeah, I don't know. And now Josh Gordon is on Wes's bench. So, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I also thought it was interesting that he dropped Jalen Samuels, even though he had James Conner and knew he was suffering yeah. from injuries. Yeah. Some questionable moves there. He is planning for a wedding coming up. Congrats again on that, by the way. But also, it messes with your head, the whole wedding thing, I guess. Maybe that's what it is. So, yeah. who knows? Busy time. Well, it hasn't really affected uh, Robbie that much, has it? Uh, yes and no. He did. Um, <laughs> there, there was. I mean, it didn't turn out to be a big thing. I think he still won the week anyway. But in week one, two, we like to talk about him starting Matt Ryan over, or no, it was Lamar over Matt or Matt Ryan or something like that. Um, but no, it looks like Robbie's doing well. He he's rolling. He's got the third highest most. Uh, point total in the league and in third place. He's a shoe in for the playoffs at this point if he hasn't already clinched it. So, yeah, he's doing good. All right. Well, as I mentioned before, we don't have a guest tonight, but <clears throat> did you prepare any ads for us? I did not prepare ads, but I do have some news from around the sports world. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. So, around the sports world, Colin Kaepernick still claims to want to play professional football. As you may remember, in February, he was offered a job to play professional football, but turned it down because he wanted $20 million, which he's totally worth. (sighs) Now, here's where it gets really weird. Colin Kaepernick and the NFL had agreed, or at least the NFL said, they were going to give Colin Kaepernick a workout at 
the Atlanta Falcons training facility on Saturday of last week. Apparently, Saturday is a weird day to pick for this type of thing because teams and the representatives are traveling and everything, which makes sense because most games happen on Sunday. As the NFL often does, they offered no explanation as to why they scheduled the workout to be on a Saturday. Now, to lead the drills in his scheduled workout, Colin Kaepernick chose the highly selective coach. Sorry, did I say highly selective? I meant highly successful. He's so successful. He's been so great. He's a Raiders coach. I mean, who could not love this guy? Hugh Jackson. He compiled a head coaching record of 11-44-1. and Sorry, one second. Uh, a head coaching record of 11-44-1. That's the man who Colin Kaepernick chose to run the drills at his workout. Now, Colin Kaepernick also wanted cameras at the workout. Colin Kaepernick is apparently unaware that it's 2019. You can film any workout you want at any time you want and send it to anyone you want. But he wanted cameras there in the interest of transparency. So in the interest of transparency, he gave the NFL 30 minutes advance notice to say he was moving the workout from the Atlanta Falcons training facility to a high school more than 50 miles away where he had the workout instead of in front of 25 teams, in front of eight teams, because everyone else was unable to make the trip on 30 minutes advance notice when you were going to have the most successful head coach in the history of the NFL. I mean, 11-44-1, that's got to be such a great record to compile. I'm sorry, I can't do it anymore. Uh, maybe, maybe it's, it's – I, 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 I tried. I guess I really tried. I, I, I warned you about this. I thought I was not going to be able to do this without breaking character. What the fuck, Colin? I will give you this. Why did the NFL need to do it on a Saturday? Why did it need to be no cameras? That is fucking stupid of the NFL. They do a lot of stupid things. Roger Goodell, I'm convinced he has a giant roulette wheel in his office that he spins when it's time to suspend a player because his suspensions do not make a lot of sense based on the amount of time. You look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger, six games and four, Michael Vick, Guy shoots a gun at his birthday party. Guy was involved in the d- dog fighting ring. No suspension for Michael Vick. What the fuck? Um, I, the NFL, what the fuck? I don't get it. And Colin Kaepernick, dude, if you want a job in the NFL, show up to your interview. That's how jobs work. Oh, man, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, that's sporting news for you. We will have more ads next. And also, side note, I do promise everyone, including Lucian and myself, will be hit with the ads uh, by week 16. Nice. Man, Colin, Kaep- Colin Kaepernick is just giving you a headache. He, he has been for a very long time at Reno Fuckstein. God, I hate, I hate Reno so much. <laughs> the, only, the only college I hate more than Reno is uh, Sandusky State, um, also known oh. as Penn State. Yes. So, yeah. All right. Well, we won't torture you any longer. We can start going okay, to okay. our uh, <laughs> our week twelve predictions here. Let's do it. We still got All a little right. uh, diaper changing going on in the background. Hope you don't mind. No, I don't mind as long as uh, I don't have to do it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, we're all good. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> all right. Well, the first matchup we're going to get into right now is uh, Bama Joe versus Paul Whenever on the trophy. It's Wes versus Joe. 
Uh, West out to a start, uh, to a lead right now with 21.6 points from Williams, Jay Williams. I don't even, is it Jonathan Williams? Something Williams. It's Uh, Jamace. Jamace Jamace. is how you pronounce it. He's so obscure, I don't even know his name. But he got over 20 points, so looking good for him. Uh, Bama Joe, on the other hand, he's looking pretty thin at wide receiver. I know he's got a couple buys going on. Uh, he's got a buy for his tight end, uh, so that's not looking good. Luckily, he picked up Jared Everett, um, mm-hmm. who has been seeing a lot of targets in that Rams offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that can hold him over. But I don't know. Looking at it right now, he's starting some more obscure players like Bo Scarborough, uh, projected for 10-plus points, but still. Yeah. Uh, and then Deontay Johnson uh, with Mason Rudolph throwing. You never know what you're going to get with that. So I'm going to have yeah. to give this one to Wes. You know, he's stacked uh, with all his players. Uh, and unless something happens with injury or or something else, I don't know. It's going to be tough to beat him. Yeah. I also got to agree. And at this point, I got to say, I'm most likely going to lose my $100 bet to West. He most likely oh. will make the playoffs thanks to his absurdly low points against man second worst in the league. How do you do that run better, you fucking monkey? Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so I'm also predicting West to win this one. All right. Glad we can be in agreement on that. And I'm sure if Wes was here, it took himself too. Uh, but moving on, uh, let's get into Catalina Wine Mixon versus My Season Earth Badly. It's the uh, bottom. It's the battle for the bottom here. Thomas mm-hmm. and Chad. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do we got here in this matchup? We've got Thomas starting Sam Darnold against Oakland. Don't know about that. Uh, he's got Darius mm-hmm. Geis, Ronald Jones. Two guys with uh, questionable uh, workloads. Um, Tyreek, uh, Tyrell Williams, Michael Gallup, Hunter Renfro. Uh, I'm not liking that he's starting two Oakland wide receivers. Uh, I know it's probably just because he has to do that. Um, but yeah, right now I'm looking over both teams, and I think I like what I see in Chad's roster. Uh, so I'm going to give Chad the win this week. Hmm. Mm. That is weird. Yeah, and I'm a Raiders fan. I think any fan of their own team, uh, unless like the Chiefs or something, would find it weird to see two receivers from their team. Uh, anyway, uh, plus, uh, and then Thomas does have Goff on his bench. It's a home game, so he'll be at the Surly Goat the night before. We know that. Um, <laughs> Wait, is Goff out? No. No, he's 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 playing. He's in. He's he's bench. Oh, sorry, I meant benched by Fantasy Thomas as the owner. Oh, okay, for, okay. For Sam Darnold, the guy who got kissed it, a girl it. and got he he totally kissed a girl and got mono. And he liked it. Oh yeah, yeah and he liked and he it. Mono. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, God, you picked Chad. I don't like I it, but I, I got to pick Thomas on this. Thomas. Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro aren't that bad. It it, it is bad that he picked both of them. I don't think they've both had good games, but I mean at the same time. But uh, but yeah, Prescott's going down a little. Why is he throwing a Cobb and Gallup? Suck on that, Prescott. I hate you. Um, why do you hate me? Uh, no. And then Zach Ertz has been a little better than I predicted. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm picking Thompson this one. I don't know, Chad. Uh, he's got that bro mixing going on. He, ever since that bye week, they've been using Mixon a lot in Cincinnati. He could have another big game. Uh, but, could be. Could be. But, and Aaron Jones has surprised us all, that's for sure. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm still picking Thomas in this one. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Let's move on to the next game, which involves yourself uh, versus mm. Paul. I know you're pretty hyped about this matchup, aren't you? Yep. Um, so, again, it, it got off to the start we thought it would tonight. Paul started uh, Indianapolis's defense, and they put up four points, so it could be a lot worse. It could have been negative. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty stoked about that. I benched the Texans defense. I saw it was coming a mile away. Um, so I'm picking myself on this one for sure. Uh, I could go through every single player bit by bit and tell you how they're going to destroy Paul, but, you know, I'll let you, you take a, a shot at that, Lucian. What do you think? Well, uh, Gurley, sorry, Gurley had a big game last week. Uh, there's no telling how he'll be used this week, but uh-huh. I think signs are pointing forward, are pointing up for him to have another big game. Uh, Derek Carr versus the Jets. I kind of like that matchup. Um, Allen Robinson, uh, DJ Moore, DJ Chark. I think those are all good wide receiver plays this week. Uh, I even like Goddard. Uh, and looking at your team, you know, you got your heavy hitters. You got Amari Cooper. You got Michael Thomas. I see Phil mm-hmm. Lindsay having a good game, even though he's playing against, what is it, the number one team against uh, against the run. <clears throat> but still, Could he gets be. enough volume that uh, – he can get in there. Now, you have a do not, did not participate or did not practice with Matt Breda. Is he up in the air if he's going to play or not? I'm pretty sure he's playing. He looks, he looks a little more promising in the app. I'm yeah. looking at the same thing on the desktop right now. It's saying DNP. Uh, if I have to, I'll pick someone else up. Don't, you don't worry about him. He, he's not a key piece <laughs> of this puzzle. So. Okay, okay. All right, well, just going over, I think, uh, just to be contrarian, I'm going to pick Paul for this one. I'm going to say he gets his win streak up to two. Then let's get it on, bitch. Also, because I need you to lose so I can get up into the playoffs. That would be nice for you, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes, it would. (laughs) All right. So I'm assuming you're picking yourself? Oh, always. Always. Okay. Like I said, last last week I totally went five and two uh, because I totally – Predicted myself as I always do, and I always predict West to lose. So definitely went five and two last week with predictions. Okay, okay, okay. We get it. Uh, next matchup, we have Los Demons versus Fuck You West, Corbin versus Eric. Uh, both off to a strong start. Well, not really. Eric had <laughs> only three points from T.Y. Hilton, uh, but Kaimi Fairbairn came through with eight points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jacoby Brissett, only 14 points. Got to be disappointed with that. Yeah. Brissett's uh, supposed to taste better than that. Yeah, yeah. These, this is both projected to score not many points, not breaking 100 for either of them. Um, who do you think takes this one? You got, you got Corbin or you got Eric? Uh, let's see. Look, at, Aaron Rodgers could go off. He, he hasn't been great this season, but he's always that's always potential. Yep. Le'Veon Bell, I don't see doing anything at this point. He's done. Tevin Coleman might be okay. Henry Edwards, eh, eh. Sanders, uh, God, Hilton, really? 3.3, that's it? <laughs> Suck it, Eric. Um, God, they both look bad. God, this line might be the difference maker in this game. Hmm. Yeah, I'm picking Corbin. Uh, I'm also picking Corbin. I like Bell. Um, Henry's getting it done. I like Sanders uh, if he plays. Woods, I'm not as hot on. Uh, Auden Tate, eh, meh. Same with Jimmy Grant. But just comparing it, he's got Sutton and Metcalf on Eric's team who can go off. Coleman can always go off. 
Unfortunately, yeah. it looks like he has to start Gus Edwards uh, and David Njoku, who is coming off IR, I guess. Um, but yeah, just because of just because of the player matchups, I have to go with Corbin in this one. Yeah, is he coming off IR? Uh, I think so. He has a big IR next to his name. The Browns aren't expected to reinstate Joku list from injured reserve ahead of Sunday's game against the Dolphins. Jeremy Fowler, VSPN.com hmm. reports. So let's see what happens with that one. But, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you about that, Eric. Yeah, we'll get back to you about that. Ooh, well, Eric, you're interested in the tight end. I'm offering Waller. Waller's on the board. Uh, oh, Eric only has how – how the fuck does Eric only have six losses? Oh, my God, he's got the worst season in the league. Oh, this is why the rule is so terrible. You can trade him, but you can't trade Corbin. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay, moving, moving on. All right, next up we have Pop Lock and Drop It versus Kicking Your Butt Cards. Jason versus Robbie. Yeah. Uh, and after the performance by Watson and Fuller, it looks like Robbie's right back in this. They're projected mm-hmm. to score really close to each other, 113 to 114. Yeah, it um, could be the match of the week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Both two, eight, and three teams is definitely the matchup of the week. Mm-hmm. Do you who do you think is going to win this one? Well, Jason shouldn't have Lockett on his team. He should have traded them. To, he traded Tyler Lockett to me. I sent him a great offer. Um, I also sent him a great offer for Christian McCaffrey earlier this season and for Leonard Fournette earlier this season. So a lot of these players just shouldn't be there, if you yeah. ask me. Uh, but they all are. So I'm picking Jason. It's funny. For a long time, neither team had kickers uh, in their starting lineups. And I thought yeah. maybe they had some kind of like agreement that, oh, so hey, did I. Yeah. we're not going to play like, kickers. I and mean, then, I, didn't actually, I didn't actually think it. I was just wondering, do they have that agreement or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And then Robbie goes and picks up a kicker right before the uh, Thursday night game. So, Oh, that cheater. Yeah, so I guess they didn't talk about it. But uh, no. I don't know what Jason uh, – does he think he can just win without a kicker or is he planning on putting in one later to, like, to jinx I him th- or to no, suck him out? He, or? I think he realizes it's a kicker. It's not the easy-to-predict position. So he'll just pick one up whenever he feels like it before Sunday morning. So. Yeah, you can probably pick up a kicker at random and still score more points than someone who's projected to score a lot. Yeah, kickers often outscore tight ends. Um I mean, they usually outscore tight ends. It seems like uh, they scored out. They scored out. They outscore wide receivers and running backs all the time. Even mm-hmm. quarterbacks sometimes. <clears throat> Tom Brady. Fuck you, doing, buddy. Um, so yeah, you know, we'll, we'll just see what he does with that. I'm sure he's gonna put someone in, and he's not gonna get negative points. So it's it's all good. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to pick. Um... I think I'm gonna pick Robbie on this one. He's got another. He's got some other good players on his team. Uh, Elliot mm-hmm. and Evans going to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even like Golden Tate too. Um, but man, but then you go to the other side. You see Fournette. You see McCaffrey. You see Lockett. Yeah. Um, even Ridley is. I think you're gonna have a good game this week. It's a really even matchup. But uh, I think I'm just gonna have to give it to um, Robbie just because. Okay. There's got to be one. It's going to be a good matchup for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Also, what was the, uh, what was the, okay, Catalina Winemixon versus uh, Thomas. I think that's going to be our man matchup of the week. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we got the two, the matchup and the man matchup in the books. Wait, wait, wait. Can we have two mes? Because Corbin and Eric are both projected to put up 
91 oh. and 85. So maybe yeah. we need two Mez. I think we need something I, worse than a Mez. Uh, the Black. The Black. Yeah, the Matt <laughs> and the Black. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Well, let's see here. Eric is technically in playoff contention. Yeah. And so is Thomas. So is Thomas. But Eric is Eric, so I say bled at that, you know. I mean, <laughs> all right, guys, you got the bled matchup of the week. Don't screw it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, our next matchup we have the five Waller Footlong versus couple of Chubs. Uh, mm-hmm. It's myself versus Michael. Um, and before uh, he made his trade, it looked like I was projected to win, even though we know we're not. Can't really go off these NFL projections; they're never really right. No. Um, but right now, we're both projected for about the same amount of points. Yeah. Um, I think it could go either way. I think both of our quarterbacks have great matchups. Um, I'm a little bit more into my running backs than his, uh, but his still. I mean, Sony Michelle he can get some goal line carries and, and then turn this thing around uh, real fast. Uh, I like his wide receivers more than mine. Um, I do still have sneaky feeling about Devontae Parker. Um, and I like my tight end more than his, even though mine has a, mat- or a hard matchup. And then our kickers and our, de- our defense, I'm just going to say are a push right now. Um, and just so, you know, I have to go for myself. I'm going to pick myself. But I'm curious to see what you think of this matchup. Yeah, so one player that stands out, again, we've got Goff, who I didn't realize what a party animal he is. Welcome to send it. Jared Goff, even though I hate you and your Goffle. And you play for the St. Louis Lambs, we would love to have you hang out with us because you sound like our type of people based on the reports we've been getting. Now, that being said, your inconsistencies are showing in Cooper Cup. Despite your shittiness and your interceptions, he's done surprisingly well. Uh, two weeks ago, he did 33 points. Last week's bye. Uh, and then zero. Was he? Was Cooper Cup injured last week? Uh, I'm not sure. It might just be a bad game. He put up zero at Pittsburgh. Uh, six point. Oh, sorry, two weeks ago I meant. Then six point eight at Chicago or against Chicago. Baltimore, another Monday night matchup for you guys back to back. God, you're like the Cowboys now. You get like so many fucking primetime games. It's absurd. Yeah, there's no way Cooper Cup is keeping this going. Um, that's going to be a big – he could, but it's highly unlikely. He's a danger factor there. Edelman, uh, just depending if he get his drugs this week or not. And <laughs> is Tom Brady going to show up or not for – Tom Brady. They got a backup kick in folks. Yeah. Oh, but then Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the X factor here. Ah, oh, man. It's a tough decision. Uh, it is very tough. Um, all things considered, though, I got to go with uh, I got the five dollar foot long, but you got to change your name. What? You have you have Wally. For yeah, sorry. yeah. Sorry. I just said he was on the block. Everyone else, because th- these. Uh, stats I got to look up. They just go with the current team name, and so I keep forgetting who needs to change their team name and who it still has. I'll look at something in week one and barely recognize the team name. So I just, anyway, five dollars foot long beats couple of chubs this week. You heard it here second because Lucian said it first. <laughs> All right, Petey, bring it on, man, bring it on. That's 
That is Petey. God damn it, I thought that was minor. Okay, yeah. Yeah, suck it, Petey. <laughs> I know, it's so Get a name that you like and stick with it. I'm the only person who's done it the entire history of the universe. What about Eric? Nope. He has changed it. And not only that, when he went back to Fuck US, it's still slightly different. The punctuation, capitalization, and spacing is different. Ah, okay. Yeah. Wow, so you're the OG, I guess, of name. I'm the OG. All right, that brings us to our last matchup. It's the new team, The Cook is Jamazing versus Groping Your Money. Uh-huh. It's Minor versus Nestor. And right now it's looking like Minor might take this one. Uh, yeah. Even though he's got a dud for Wilkins, as you mentioned before, he's got a lot from Hopkins. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got some great players. He's got John Brown in a tough matchup. He's got McLaurin, I think, who has a better matchup. Um, Freeman, Freeman, I don't know. He's, you know, he's the smaller end of a timeshare in uh, in the, the Broncos in Denver. And then Jameis Winston, you know, he's a turnover machine, but you can still put up 300 yards any given day. Yeah. Oh, man. But Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Julio Jones, uh, Connolly, um, Samuel. You know what? I think I'm going to give this one to Nestor. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you think? Well, I'll give it to Nestor if he trades me Julio Jones for Austin Hooper. He needs this trade to go through <laughs> and to hope that Hooper is healthy this week because he's got a tight end on by. Oh, uh, that's right. I can, I can help him. But Hooper's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Uh, hey, you got a tight end on by? Waller's on the block. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, still? Yeah. He's still there. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Nick Foles coming back. That could be dangerous. He could go Philly-Philly on you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. A uh, quick uh, stat check on you. How many receiving touchdowns does Tom Brady have? In his career, uh, is it zero? It is zero. So you can't <laughs> be the goat if you have a zero in a category like that. And Nick Foles has more than you. Nick Foles has a lot more than Tom Brady. In that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, who do you got for this winning this one? Uh, so you got Jamace, which it is Jamace, and um, yeah, I'm gonna have to say this one. Is a totally uh, yeah, it's minor. Minor takes this one. Okay, you heard it here. Minor is the winner, and that's yeah. it. Going home and groping yourself. Yep. All right. Well, that was all the uh, week twelve predictions. Um, I guess that's with no uh, special guests. I guess that's the end of the show. I know it's a bummer. Uh, yeah, is there anything that you'd like to talk about? I hear we got some awards coming up. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, thank you. I almost forgot. We do have some awards coming up. Thank you so much for reminding me. Um, so hang on, let me close some stuff no out here. Um, so, guys, we got some awards coming up. Everyone's eligible. Some of these just um, – you know, fun names for trophies we're going to put together that are completely objective, based purely on statistics. Uh, but some of these are also subjective and something we're going to have to decide. And the first one we're coming up with 
is the worst trade offer. If you think you sent the dumbest, most laugh out loud trade offer ever in the history of the universe, send it to me and Lucian. Uh, we prefer not to just get a text of, hey, I got offered so-and-so for so-and-so in week three through five, something like that. And I'll send us that. Go to your email inbox, look up NFL, and you'll be able to see every NFL notification you've gotten over the past season. And, and you should be able to easily see, like, you know, these are the trades. These are the process, the offers, the rejected, yada, yada. Ford us one horribly, laughably bad trade offer. And that is one award we're going to pick to say, hey, this was a bad trade offer. So send us that. Lucian and I will take a look, and we will pick. And that will be one of the many awards we hand out after the end of Week 16. Yeah, and if you guys have any ideas of uh, awards you'd like to see, um, send us your, your suggestions, and we'll consider adding them to our list of awards. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening, and, you know, sorry again that we've taken so much time off, but, you know, we've got lives, and we've got to live them, and sometimes it's not about fantasy football. Nope, it's not. Um, and so I appreciate you guys for bearing with me. Had the... Uh business trip and other stuff going on. So, hey, I hate you all. (laughs) Hate you all, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Have a good night. Bye.